Hey everybody, this is Kimia. And I'm Sean. And you're listening to Content and Coffee. Hello everyone, this is Kimia, and I'm here with Sean, and this is our 20th episode. It feels like just yesterday when we were on episode one. Sean, do you remember what our first episode was about? Um, I do not actually, but <laughs> I, I think it might have been either. about content strategy. It was. You know, it's interesting because that uh, we trans at Ghost it we transcribe the podcast into a blog post just to get more link equity and uh, and increase our content marketing, which we're actually going to dive into in this in today's topic. But that is one of our most popular blog posts. Uh, what is a content marketing strategy, and do you need one? Very interesting. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about SEO 101, where you can get started, what you can do to really increase your SEO, and what the overarching idea is behind it so you can actually get inbound organic traffic. And we should all know at this point that inbound organic traffic is the best kind of traffic you can get because it's long-term and it's intent-driven. So these people are actively searching for something to be solved, and the goal of SEO, doing it well, is to get your content to the top search results so they end up on your page and convert into a customer. So Sean, what is the overarching idea? What does Google want to see for great SEO content to make sure that the business owner can rank highly for those? Yeah, good question. So excited to delve into this with you guys. So SEO, search engine optimization. And the overarching idea is Google... Remember, like Google is just a business itself, and its goal is to produce the best experiences for its users. And its users are the people searching. So when you go into Google and you know Google anything, um, you are essentially a user of Google. So what it wants to do is serve websites that are give their users and searchers the absolute best experience. So that's the high-level overarching idea: is Google wants the best experiences for people that use the platform, and the way that plays out is um, in basically four main pillars. And remember that these four pillars are there because all four of them tie back to giving Google evidence that your website is going to give their users the best possible experience. So on that note, let's move forward onto the four pillars. Perfect. I love it. So you know, one of the things to keep in mind as you're going about your SEO efforts and to make sure that you're putting forward great, relevant content that people are actually searching for, is you should always be asking yourself, does what you're creating put forward the best answer to the viewer's question in regard to what they're searching for? So this would sort of affect time on site. So if, they're re- if it's a short article, it sh- the time on site should correspond to, the, amount, to the, the length of the article. But basically, what Google really wants to know is like, hey, is this the best information that answers the user's question? Or are they looking elsewhere and then finding that answer on someone else's site? And you want to make sure that the answer is coming from your site. So as Sean mentioned, the four pillars, they are on-site optimization, posting regular content, backlinks, and amount of traffic that actually goes to your site. So Sean, can you talk a little bit about on-site optimization? Because I know you actively do this for some of your customers. Yeah, absolutely. So what on-site optimization refers to is the code that is written into the website itself. And this is both 
the the text on the website that's going to be visible to the user. So just when you go to the website, what you see, and it's also what's in the back end. So on websites, there's the front end text, and there's also back end code that you don't see, but Google does see. And what we find is that most clients, most people know how to get the front end stuff, the front end text pretty much right, because they naturally will just write about whatever it is their business is about. But oftentimes they really have no idea about the back end stuff. And the way that when I talk about the back end stuff, I'm referring to something called metadata. So what metadata is, is things such as the alt text on image, on images, title tags, and meta descriptions. So to quickly run through those things, every time you upload an image to a website, you have a field to input alternate text. And the original reason why images have alternate text is actually for people that have uh, visual impairments. So when they go to your website, they can mouse over the image and it'll actually read out to them what that image is. Uh, the next thing is title tags. So in your when you go to a website and you look at the tab in your browser, you'll see there's a title there. Um, and you can actually control that. And then the meta description for each page is um, basically you just tell Google what the page is about. And this also will sometimes be displayed on the Google search page when all of the results are listed. And the main things about all these pieces of data is that you want them to be consistent with the front end data of the website. So, um, you know, if you have a website and it's a, let's say it's a spa and it's about, you know, relaxation, you would want, for example, a, the image, say there's an image of a woman relaxing, you know, a lot of people, the name of that image would be something like, you know, one, two, three, five, six dot JPEG. Now, that is really terrible metadata. What would be better would be to have, you know, girl relaxing. And when Google analyzes all the metadata in your website, if it is, lines up with the front-end data, it'll sort of be a big green checkmark in Google's eyes, and that will help rank your website higher. And if it's completely unrelated and just like gibberish and file names and numbers that don't make any sense, that in Google's eyes will be like a red X, and it will rank essentially the website lower. Yeah, so one thing to add that as, uh, to add to that as well, can't really speak English. Um, when you download images off Google to often add to your content, they're often downloaded as weird numbers or file names. So Sean brought up a really good point of making sure that they're not a strange file name. Make sure you rename them because a lot of people are lazy and they'll just re-upload whatever they've downloaded and it's going to have some weird alternate text that you don't want. And so that's a, that's a really good point. So I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up. I guess I'll dive into, top, into pillar number two, posting regular content, because this is why Ghosted exists, aside from our, you know, our overall mission of enabling businesses to reach their users and share their message with their users easily. And so with posting regular content, the reason why it's important is because Googly, Google regularly crawls websites. And so if you're putting forward relevant keyword information, you're telling Google, hey, I'm consistently putting forward great content that's answering these questions based on these keywords. And so where you really want to start with this is you want to think about your solutions. And I'm going to specifically use an example of a business because it makes sense. And a lot of our customers are businesses, so I can speak with this or I can speak to this point. But you want to start with your solutions. So for Ghosted's case, we want to create content around content marketing. That is our solution. Then we want to think about our customers' problems. So they might have problems with content marketing strategy. They might have problems with their analytics on their content. And they might have uh, problems with their actual content creation and producing content at scale. So 
from those uh, like problems, I can divide them into high-level problems. So content strategy is a high-level problem. Uh, content production is a high-level problem. Content ROI is a high-level problem. And then I can derive all these subtopics from my high-level problems. So a subtopic of content creation is how to manage a freelance content creation team, right? Or how do I look for great writers to produce content? Or what to look for in a service that creates content? Those are all subtopics of content creation. After that, what you want to do is you want to look up keywords that are in those subtopics. So if freelance content creation team is a really low difficulty, high search volume keyword, you should be creating content around that. So that's, that's the basics of posting regular content. The other thing, just kind of at a surface level, is you want to you go back to Google's core. You want to say, are they, are, is your piece of content answering the viewer's question? Awesome. Uh, I like that. It's a great description of posting regular content. Um, <laughs> I'm biased. Uh, you I, are I biased, yeah. As, yeah, when, you know, when clients usually ask, like, where should I start with SEO? I often say, you know, just posting regular content is a great place to start. So, absolutely. 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 Um, I'll talk about backlinks now. And backlinks are arguably one of the more complex pillars of SEO. And what this means is that anytime a website, let's say, let's call this business uh, website A. Anytime there's a backlink to website A, so let's say website B, C, D, all have links that point back to website A. All of those links will increase the search ranking in Google of website A. And the reason why that is, tying back to our overarching idea, is that when Google sees other websites are pointing to your website, that's a piece of evidence that your website probably has good content. Because if it didn't have good content, why would these other websites have links to it? So that's the theory of it. And the way this works in practice is strategically setting it up and engineering it so that a lot of other websites have links to your website. And what I should mention here is that not all links are created equal. (laughs) The amount of, we'll call it SEO juice, or the benefit of each link, depends on how legitimate, in the eyes of Google, the website posting the link um, is. And the name that they assign to that level of legitimacy would be uh, domain authority. So websites with high domain authority, their links mean a lot more. And you know, exact some, something like YouTube, like Facebook, yellowpages.ca, these big websites with millions of users, those have really high domain authority. So when you have links from those to your website, it's going to help your SEO a lot. And this is not to say, you know, every, almost every, every backlink will help a, a bit, but it does depend on the domain authority of that website. So the first and the low-hanging fruit is you should get your business listed on all the free directories that you can. So, you know, 411.com, yellowpages.ca, Yelp, Foursquare, um, etc. And depending on the country you're in, you're going to have a lot of free databases and listings that you can just for free list your website on. And these will usually have really high domain authority because they're going to be very well high traffic websites. Um, After that is done and you have them all, then you want to do things such as, um, you know, using social media platforms like uh, Quora and Reddit or answering questions on Quora and having a link back to your website is another great way to do it. Um, Social media, you know, Reddit, um, Facebook, things like that. And once those are done, those are that's kind of the low-hanging fruit. That's free, that's easy. And then the tougher thing would be getting 
more private websites to link back to you. So this is where you get into guest outreach. So if, you know, going back to the spa example, let's say that there is a popular blog in your city about health and wellness. Maybe you could contact them and say, hey, um, I would like to write you a bit of content for you to post on your blog in exchange for a link back to my website. And if they say yes, then that's a way that you can get another link back to your website. So it's actually, there's almost no limit to how many backlinks you can get and how much time you can spend doing this. this that's why this is kind of like the, the third pillar. Um, you can get as many backlinks as you have time to pursue, essentially. Yeah, that's a really good point. One thing that I, I'm pretty sure you didn't touch on, but I do want to double, double mention if yeah. you did touch on it, is uh, all your social bios should have your link in it as well. So your LinkedIn description should have a link back to your website. Your Twitter bio should have a link back to your website. It, there's all these little places that you don't think about that you can easily house that link back to something important for you. And so that's, that's going to help you get that initial leg up before anyone looks at this content and says, yeah, this is really valuable. I'm going to share this with my audience and link back to it in an article that they're creating. Definitely. Yeah. No, thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So the fourth pillar that I'll touch on really quickly is just traffic. The more traffic going to a specific place, the better. So say if I write a blog post on um, how to sell more clothes and Sean writes a blog post on how to sell more clothes and they're almost identical and they answer the same topic, but I have way more traffic coming to mine, Google's going to look at that and say, okay, this, this blog post that I've written is obviously, it answers the question that Sean's is supposed to but doesn't way more thoroughly. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rank that higher and that's going to that's gonna matter over time. And so that's just something that kind of comes after you've taken care of on-site optimization, posting regular content and backlinks. But you can throw some paid traffic at it to get a little bit of a boost up. That being said, you want to be careful of bounce rate because if they land on the site, it's really not what your ad or your paid traffic led that user on to believe. Then what's going to happen is they're going to leave really quick. They're going to go somewhere else. And then Google's going to notice that and then say, this this piece of content doesn't answer that question. We're not going to rank this as highly as the other one. Mm-hmm. Definitely, uh, you know, traffic is like the the pillar that's kind of a catch twenty two because the more traffic you get, the higher you're ranking. But if you're not ranking, it's really hard to get traffic. So that's why um, using paid traffic can be a good way just to give it a little kickstart. Then it's going to pick up some organic rankings, and then you're going to be getting more traffic organically, and hopefully it snowballs in the right direction. Um, definitely. Exactly. So, Kimia, why don't you touch on now how long it generally takes for these type of SEO efforts to actually take effect? Yeah, absolutely. So, as we should all know by now, content is not, or I should say content and SEO is not an instant overnight thing. You're not going to you're not going to see massive successes from your SEO efforts, but over time, as mentioned in the in the beginning, it's the probably the best traffic source that you can get. So people have reported four days on the short end, and some people have even reported four weeks for Google to crawl their sites. So you're going to be looking somewhere in between there. I, I typically like to benchmark 21 days for Google to crawl your site. If it hasn't crawled your site, you might have a low domain authority or the links that have linked back to your site might have low domain authority. So just keep that in mind that it's not going to happen immediately. And so you do have to continually do these efforts over time. We actually just wrote a case study on how we drove a bunch of additional revenue based on the content that we've created over time because SEO has been a compounding, essentially return on investment for us. It's, it's, the effects have compounded over time and it's, 
it's proved really value for, valuable for us because we obviously practice what we preach and we're producing regular content. And then inbound uh, trials are becoming are getting started and so on and so forth. Definitely. Um, why don't I segue now into where what where this is? Let's talk about where to start if you're a business and you want to get started improving your Google rankings. You know where do you start? So what I usually recommend is the low hanging fruit is first of all the on site optimization. It's that's basically a one time thing. So you do that once and that's going to serve you for the rest of your website's life. So that should be the thing you do first, just because it's the simplest and it's a one-time thing. And once that's out of the way, what I usually recommend, the next thing my clients do would be to start posting regular content, which is great because then I can uh, refer them to uh, you guys over at Ghosted. <laughs> and I mean, from my point of view, the posting two to four blog posts a month is going to be um, a relatively simple place to start. And that's going to compound over time like you mentioned and over time have exponential effects on attracting people looking for the keywords that you want to rank for um, and maybe you can touch on that too you know you probably work with a lot of businesses that don't really do any seo effort and they you are their first sort of um step in the direction of seo yeah that's right so you know one of the things that we and we've actually had problems with this balancing customer expectation with results is we like to run six-month commitments because typically around the third month, if you're doing everything properly, then you're going to start ranking really well in SEO. But initially, you know, like months one, you're probably not going to see a lot of results. Month two, things are going to start to pick up a little bit. But, you know, month three, if you're doing all the right things, you'll start to see your organic traffic pick up. So don't go into this expecting for you to just be like first on Google for all the keywords that you're trying to rank for. It does take time. And that's why we like to do six months. The best companies in the world, they have SEO teams in-house that do this for them. And they know that it takes them you know, anywhere from one to two years to rank first for these really competitive keywords. So that, that's what I would say in terms of the time duration and what we've seen success with our initial customers starting from almost zero. Mm, awesome. Yeah, that's, uh, that's in line with my understanding as well. Mm-hmm, and so then the, the third the third place to go is backlinks. And I think backlinks are kind of the final frontier because there, there's no limit to how many backlinks you can get. Um, so if a company wants to spend a lot of money and really, really, really wants to rank for something, then they can go pretty intensely down this backlink route. Because with blogs, I mean, you know, you can be doing two blog posts a week. And then after that, it probably, I mean, I, there's a point where you're, you can't be doing like a bl- two blog posts a day. There's sort of a general upward limit, I would argue, for that. Um, Whereas I know companies that are trying to pursue, you know, every month they want hundreds and hundreds of new backlinks, and that's possible. It just takes the time and the strategy to do that. So that would be the third step, in my opinion, for SEO, and sort of a side step and something that you can do at any point is running paid traffic to the site, which is kind of like throwing gasoline on the fire. It's a uh, you're paying for it, and it's a, it's a so somewhat of a short term solution, but the traffic you get can lead to long-term organic uh, search result increase. So it can help speed things up, especially if you're having trouble gaining traction. Well, I mean, think of this think of this thought experiment as an example to support your point. So say someone really influential who runs a blog reads your article because they saw an ad that's relevant to an article that they're writing. They might see your, they might see your article, 
link back to it from their really high influential article, and that paid traffic has also got you a backlink. So Mm. you have this um, arbitrary third benefit versus traffic and more eyeballs. So that's that's another byproduct of of paid traffic that might work out. It's rare, but it can happen, and we've seen it happen for some of our customers. Definitely, yeah. I mean, anytime you're driving people to your website, you never know what's going to come of that. Uh, absolutely. So, <laughs> traffic <laughs> solves most problems for businesses. That's that's what it, yeah. that's what it boils down to. The, yeah, more, I mean, the more people you can show your site to, the better. Exactly. Fantastic. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that covers up most of the stuff we wanted to. Yeah, that's definitely SEO one hundred and one. You know, SEO one one. You can get you can get much more in depth, and you can talk to a bunch of different experts. But the key really here is cons- consistency and making sure that your on site is really taken care of, and making sure that you have some kind of backlink acquisition strategy. Because if you don't, you're uh, like these pillars kind of are the thing that hold up a house, and if you have two out of the three, it's not going to be successful as three pillars, so your stability isn't going to be there. So just make sure that you have those that you can go forward and uh, your, your SEO results are going to come much more quickly and, and be more powerful over time. Absolutely. SEO definitely compounds over time. So take those steps today and in one year you're going to be really glad you did. Fantastic. Well, I think that's, that's all from us. As always, please leave us a rating. We do really enjoy making this content and you letting us know what you think helps us encourages us to create more content so you know obviously you know show us some love and uh if you want to get in touch with us both sean and my email is going to be in the description and i uh i think that's it sean do you have anything else to add that sounds good it's been a pleasure episode 20 and episode uh, 20 we're climbing we're climbing just the beginning (laughs) (laughs) all right guys thanks for listening